Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Shane. And I'm Paul. And welcome to the official Only Cans podcast, where we bring you business over beers. So what are you waiting for? Grab a can, sit back and enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back to Only Cans with myself, Paul and Sam. Hope you've had a great week so far. So, guys, what are we drinking on this week's episode? Paul, let's start with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm starting off by letting down the group, and because of because of health issues this week, I'm drinking water. Um, so, like last night, I had some really nice whiskey, but tonight I'm drinking water because my heart's playing up a little bit. So, just a uh, got a pint of this boring shite in my hand. Let's pretend it's that it came from a can. Can yeah. Of water. Yes. You can get cans of water. You it's can, actually yeah. really nice. Yeah. It is, yeah. It came from a can. Always get a can of water if I can. can <laughs> if you can, you can. Sam, <laughs> 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 so what are you on tonight? Right, so this is du- Judicious, which is a juicy pale ale from uh, the, the Kirkstall Brewery in Leeds. And it's mm. got, I'll read you out what's in it. This is a soft, clean, and highly hopped pale. It's packed with flavours of pink grapefruit, pineapple, mango, lychee, passion fruit, and peach, with a gentle hint of coconut. So this Can should they be put still... any more fruit in there, or I mean, as I opened it, it was like like just <laughs> came out. It smells very, very fruity. I love a little yeah. taste. Right? Is it how is it? It's all right. It's actually nice. It's actually, I, I can taste the lychee the most. Mm, it's nice. like lychee. Yeah, it's decent. Well done, Kirkstall Brewery. Nice. It's great. It's, it's, like it's, it's one of those foods which are always in the Chinese buffets, isn't it? On holiday in like Lanzarote. It's like <laughs> there's always lychees. I don't even know how they're made. Or what. I like them. They're nice. They you come like out the, the ground or off trees or, or mm. out the sea. I, I think they're out on, off, a, like, off a plant or a bush, aren't they? Maybe. Garbage. I'm going to Google Maybe. this. So, (laughs) gentlemen, tonight I am drinking an elite beer. Duff beer. Duff beer. I've found a can of Duff beer from The Simpsons. That is outrageous. I did not know that was real. It's good. Oh my god! I've got. I just. I just have to quickly tell you guys. I know this isn't really very helpful for anything, but I left my door open because the missus isn't in, and I've got my halo light on to the side just because it gets a bit dark in here. And my cat is sitting behind it with her head poking through the halo. <laughs> <laughs> Take a picture. <laughs> it, it kind of scared me. A bit. <laughs> Wondered why you jumped. <clears throat> cool. So but yeah, so fucking demon climbing out of a portal to come in. That's, that's exactly what it was. I feel like she was going to be like I don't know, like sc- screaming or something as she, she came out. <laughs> She's fine. I'm gonna put this next to <laughs> next to the mic. <laughs> yeah, you didn't make a noise. Ah, oh, damn! I'll pick it up. Cool. So we're gonna do a few episodes, and we're gonna start with uh, this episode's topic is gonna be. Um, about CEOs and the books they've they've written, and because uh, I've recently finished um, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, and genuinely, it's my favourite book that I've read this year. 
and it's also one of the best books I've ever read. And I think, well, I actually listened to the Audible, and even the uh, the narrator was just how engaging and the story is like phenomenal. Um, what do you think, guys? Have you, have you both both read that book? No. <laughs> straight in there, Paul. I haven't. <laughs> well, I, I have. So, so Paul, you can duck out and have, have a quick swipe of, of water for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, mate, I love I love that book. I, I did. I actually read it as a physical book. I, I'm like you. I, I listen to a lot of audible audibles, but yeah, I, re- I actually read that uh, on a holiday about a year and a half ago, two years ago. Um, do you know what I really liked about it was, and because I, I think we've we've discussed it, I think either on this podcast or just in our chats about the roller coaster ride of emotions you get as a business owner. Um, and one thing I've definitely le- learned in the two and a half years of running my business is that that roller coaster can sometimes happen within a twenty four hour period. Like you can wake up thinking that you're top of the world, um, have a have a, a multitude of lulls throughout the day. And finish up again thinking you know everything's good again and, and vice versa and i think sometimes when you're not spending your time with other people that are in that same environment as you or doing a similar thing to you yep. what actually ends up happening is you become quite lonely and you become a bit isolated and you believe that you stop stop believing in yourself one of the great things about the book and what and how phil knight kind of explains the the, the start and the at the rise of Nike is, you know, he 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 went through exactly the same things and actually on much larger scales and, and took much greater risks than I ever have. Yeah. And, and the fact that, you know, there were there were numerous occasions, numerous occasions during during their history, especially during the sort of the early time and the growth times, um, where they could have easily have gone bust, easily have gone bust, and, and he would have been in a, in he literally would have been in the shit. Um, and it was the fact that he was willing to go there again and again and again, um, you know, just for the good of the company, he believed in the product, he believed in what they were trying to achieve. He had a mission um, and, and, and that, you know, that kind of carried, carried them, carried him through and carried everyone through. I don't know if you've got the same as me off that, Shane. Yeah, I think just it was challenge after challenge and you said something there and it was like one morning you'd wake up thinking like we're doing great, we've got you know, this you know, 10 million pounds of revenue coming in and then like mid midday someone pulls the plug on something like um you know tiger shoes mm. can't remember the, the japanese name now the guy um can't remember but funny enough i was walking um down oxford street in london on the weekend and i seen the name on the shop they've got the store the name and i was yeah, like fuck you because like, obviously they shoes Tiger, yeah, Tiger shoes, but it's Again, like it's, it's, the manufacturers begins with O, doesn't it? I think. I can't yeah, remember. I thought it was just like Puma, like a like a joke name. No, 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 no. it's, um, <laughs> it's a, oh yeah, like copyright. I, mate, I, I used to have a pair of them trainers when I was younger. Is 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 it, is it Asics? That's like that's what they make. No, 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 they don't. I don't know. No, Asics are different. They just got a really similar like branding. Yeah, yeah, but I think yeah, it was um just how it's problem after problem after problem and uh yeah i think it was a, a phenomenal book and, and uh, i guess to to ask you paul what books have you read um that are i guess is there any that you've read from any sort of ceos where they've struggled and it's been the sort of same roller coaster journey yeah uh so when i first went self-employed so when i when i left my corporate career when i was about 22 23 i went on holiday and i read two books by pretty 
famous authors or business people, let's say. And one was Alan Sugar's book. Um, I can't remember what it was called. Um, and one was Richard Branson's book, which was Losing My Virginity. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was yeah. that one. Um, it is. And both of them were equally as inspiring. Sure, that wasn't a porno. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, both of them were equally inspiring because you could see that they were just normal people. They were grafted and they came from nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, they didn't have rich parents. They didn't have any sort of, you know, leg up on anything. It was literally a case of trial and error with everything. Both quite different approaches. Um, but seeing that it's not like a linear curve upwards that everything just improves it gets better it gets better both of them went through so many instances where the whole businesses could have collapsed like a few businesses did collapse of almond sugars um especially like the little ones when he was growing up and he was i think one from memory so i might be slightly wrong but back when people used to burn logs um in your house um he used to go to the streets where I think it was like the road workers were digging up the road and underneath the road there used to be tar um tar coated wooden blocks mm. and he chucked one on a fire one day and realized that it burnt for like three hours and gave off like twice the heat so he just went around with like a wheelbarrow and asked him if he could take the take the tar filled logs and then he started selling them and then a couple of other kids found out that he was doing it, bullied him, told him, stop doing it because we're going to do it. And he, he had to stop. But that was one of his first ever enterprises. And then Richard Branson had something similar. I can't remember what it is that he did. Um, but seeing their stories throughout, and it was literally not even until, you know, their sort of 40s and 50s until they really, really hit it on the big time. So they became quite famous. Like Alan Sugar bought Tottenham Hotspur. Um, like, yes, he had the, um, the Amstrad computer, which was crap, but everyone had one. Um, <laughs> and he bought Tottenham Hotspur and made a bad name for himself. Um, so he yeah. got quite famous through that. And Richard Branson with Virgin and his PR campaigns, he got quite famous through that. But neither of them had a, an easy route. And I just found it really, really inspiring. And even though now I don't really listen to any books or read any books um, from other business people, because I, I do a lot more in the trading space now and I try to stick to to what it is that I'm focused on. Um, the last book which I read, which was a business-inspired um, book, was I think when I was on honeymoon about three and a half years ago, and it was called Unsexy Business by Jamie Waller. Mm. And that was about... So it was a, a book about his story, but another sort of like 12 mini books almost within, so 12 other chapters um, about other entrepreneurs and their stories. And it was all unsexy businesses. So like boring industries, stuff that you wouldn't really think of to start a business in. His, for example, he was, um, I think it's his company, but you know that can't pay, take it away series? Um, yeah. Where it's like, you know, the um, the bailiffs who go around, yeah, the high court isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think that's his company. So he started off doing it for somebody else, started up his own business, told his boss like, oh yeah, look, I'm going to do it as well. And his boss said, basically, get out or I'll kill you. Uh, it, it basically turned right on its head. Um, he got a big contract. It got pulled out from underneath him, all sorts. Like it was just the complete opposite to linear. So for me, when I'm starting a business, um, I like to catch up and read books like this. But when I'm in a business, I'll try to focus purely just on the books for the business. Um, if that yeah. makes sense so really long-winded answer there 
no no mm-hmm. no i love that and i'm just going to add some more books in as well there was another book actually which was kind of similar to phil knight's book and it was the um the founder of of my protein um then it's called bootstrap your life and i think it only got released last year oliver cookson and again like some of the shit that he went through and he was competing with and again it was like you always find out in these sorts of things like when like one morning they'll one up they'll wake up and their business it's like a make or break within a split second decision or you know and they've got staff and all sorts going on and it's like i think it's like I genuinely think that entrepreneurship, especially growing a business to that sort of level and scale, it's definitely not for the faint-hearted, is it? Yeah, I agree. Do you know, I, I um, I've I've read the the, the um, Alan Sugar's book. I think it's um, um, what you see is what you get. Maybe it's called mm. something like that. That's it. Um, he is, he is, he is a good book. It's an interesting read. Um, what he does, one thing I I don't necessarily like about that book too much is he doesn't really actually explain why he's so wealthy, which is. The, the you know the wealth kind of strategy that I am following and I I believe in, which is that you grow a business and then you use the profits to purchase income generating assets or assets that can can you know add to your your wealth base. That's basically yep. why he's rich is because he built businesses and he invested the profits very well into commercial property and stuff like that. He doesn't really talk about that that much in that book, which was a bit disappointing. But yeah. Um, uh, Richard Branson's book I just I absolutely love that book I've read it about three times um, because I find it quite inspiring there's two things that I've taken from directly from that book to try and apply to the way that I go about doing things um, the the first is being opportunistic um, the if you look at uh, there's a there's a, a, a part of that um, of his story when he talks about how Virgin Atlantic basically first came about which was that he was at an, an airport in america i think um there was a ridiculous like storm and a load of play a load of planes just you know just just were grounded and and, and yep. nothing was happening and then everything got cancelled what he what he did was he was like well there's an opportunity there's a there's a load of people that need transporting somewhere like yep. they need to be transported to the uk so he rang somebody and said how much would it cost me to charter a, like get a private plane um he got told how much it was he quickly dotted up in his head that if everyone in the airport bought a ticket to this plane he's going to make a shed load of money <laughs> uh, booked it and then stood in the middle of the foyer said tickets for sale virgin atlantic um oh, and that's the, and and although he didn't then off the back of that it was a bit of time that passed before virgin atlantic actually became a a company but he took he he very quickly met, he was very decisive in making a decision that he knew was a right one um, but then off the back of that was the other thing that I learned, which was um, that when he did come to decide about making uh, or starting Virgin Atlantic, he didn't have the ego to believe that he was the person to lead that organization. Yes, he was going to be the figurehead and the face of Virgin, and he can lend the brand to an airline, but he got somebody to be the, the you know the MD or, or to be in charge of that company that actually knows you know how to run uh sorry how to run a, a you know a, a, an airplane business same with virgin trains same with virgin money you know with every single business that he's ever he's ever lent the the virgin brand to probably with the exception of virgin records which obviously he started himself but even then his ability to trust those around him and lean on them and delegate to them 
um, has been something that's been a major, major influence in how I run Grand Union. Um, and I think that's probably one of the things we're actually going to be discussing, I think, in, in, a, in, a, in a later episode about kind of what I've been doing recently in terms of taking a break and stuff. Let's uh, talk about was, it next week. Let's talk about that next <laughs> week. But yeah, the, um, losing my losing my virginity is a, um, but actually I haven't read it for about a year. Maybe it's time to, maybe it's time to reread that one because it's a, yeah. it's a core. It's time to re-lose your virginity, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I pop, pop my cherry every time. <laughs> um, one, one thing which I really liked about that book is a method and approach which he takes with his businesses where he splits them off into other divisions so once they grow yeah. to beyond 200 people it's probably smaller now because <clears throat> you can get a lot more done with less staff um, as we know from being overworked and overstretched and stuff but um, once it had reached 200 people he would split the team in half so uh, well it was proportionately about half um, and then it was a case of Right, half the team go over here, half the team go over there. You're now two separate companies or two separate entirely different divisions. Um, you're now going to redevelop new businesses off of the side of that, which is why he's got over, is it now like over 400 businesses or something operating on the same blueprint? Um, yeah. Incredible, absolutely incredible. But he um, also works off of the um, the philosophy of the, the delegation that I've already, already mentioned, but the the not overstretching of management, I think, because he talks about, I think he was one of the people that I heard first talk about this, this rule of seven, which is that one person only has the capacity to look after and manage seven people um, at any one time. So as you grow your business out, you've got to constantly, this is why middle management is a thing. It's, you know, I, I mean, I was having this conversation with my wife fairly recently. She was like, well, there's no need for, for my boss to have a boss. And I'm thinking there actually is, because when you actually look down the pyramid, um you know she's on like the, the the third tier up or something you know she, she's looking after three people um those people i think might i don't think actually i don't think there is maybe she's the second tier up but mm. she's looking after three people and there are like four or five ver of you know versions of her and then there's a boss above them that looks after them um and and because like you can't overstretch that management capacity you know it's it's hard to it's hard for anyone, you know, just to manage one person or two people is actually quite difficult. But when you're managing five, six, seven, it starts to stretch you. So I think uh, what Richard Branson's very, very good at, which you kind of highlight there, Paul, is actually realising that you need, he can't look after everyone in the business. And as the, the rungs have come up, they've grown, he's needed more people to be, to delegate, to look after small teams of people, which I think any business owner can learn from that. Really important. Just, yeah. um, just to wrap up this subject really for the week, um, do you guys, I know that I do, um, I haven't read any business books lately, but do you guys refer to those business books or start reading them entirely or mostly for inspiration when you are starting a business or when you're going through a tough patch or just in general as well? Do you, do you try to draw inspiration out of those books to try and give yourself some inner strength when there's quite often nobody else to give you that? because it's quite lonely at the top. Go on, Sam. I have, I, have, I actually have a method for this. <laughs> right. So I all, I listen to books first pretty much all the time. Unless I'm going on holiday, sometimes I just like to, I like a physical book when I'm on holiday. Um, I'll listen to pretty much every single book. I reckon one out of three books that I listen to, I think to myself exactly what you said, Paul. I need a physical copy of this so I can reread it because I think it will go in better. I can make notes. I can, I can, I can 
you refer to certain aspects of the book that that I can I can then ref, go you know go back to when I need them and I can implement certain things like I very rarely will look will go through a book and go right I'm going to implement everything from start to finish exactly the way they do it I'd rather amalgamate certain aspects of it into what I'm already doing because otherwise you can it's almost like a, a form of um, shiny penny syndrome where you hop from one yeah. way of doing things to another so I have that but then I also have a couple of what I would call like inspiration books that when I just need a bit of a, like either a rocket firing up the ass or just a reminder that, you know, you just, just like, just, just something to get me going a little bit. So I've got sort of three or so books that I have that I just, again, I just re-listen to on Audible. I do a lot of driving and, and train journeys up and up and down from London to Birmingham. And that's the great opportunity where maybe sometimes if I don't want to like concentrate because I'm freaking knackered, I can stick that on. I already know the book. I know what the, what the message is. But it's just giving me that little, that little bar. Yeah. Like Rich Dad Poor Dad is one of those books for me. Yeah. I probably have list. I've read the book three or four times. I've probably listened to it just as many times again. Um, just because sometimes when I'm like, I just need, I just need to close my eyes and just have some inspiration thrown into my ears. And that's a, that's a, that's a, that's that's my like go to. But that was my game changer book. That was the one that changed my life. So re- referring back to that. Is is always something that helps me remember that inspiration that I had the first time I, I listened to it. That's a good show. You know what? I had to do the same thing today. Um, I had to go back to a inspiring book, something to remind me that I am that fucking good. I've seen um, it on your story. I think was it the psychological? That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm on not on necessarily a losing streak. I've lost two trades in a row, but it's the pressure behind the trades at the moment is getting quite high because I'm doing a more or less a competition um and i've been waiting and waiting and waiting and just taking stupid trades which i know that i shouldn't take um so basically i've broken my rules um so i just started listening again i've listened to it about four times uh called the daily trading coach by joel pearson and it's like every trader knows about a book called trading in the zone which is by mark douglas um and it's you know that's the go-to that's the standard um but the one by sorry it's by brett n steenberger it's narrated by joel pearson but um the one which is the daily trading coach is a hundred times better than trading in zone but it basically just reminds you that you are playing a probabilities game so i left the house in a huff i couldn't really read the markets today was really really struggling nobody's here to sort of hold my hand and say oh it's okay um you know the, the guys in the discord group are fantastic but i'm also meant to be teaching them and i was doing stuff wrong uh, you know i was breaking my own plan which wasn't good so went for a walk started listening to the book again and came back got another loss and didn't give a shit um so you know literally got to the mindset of doesn't matter it's a probabilities game it, it doesn't matter if i'm right or wrong um i know what i'm doing so yeah no i, I fully fully understand what you what you just meant there sam and then um yeah just to wrap things up as well shane do you have similar to us or yeah something different i think yeah so if i need to um pick certain things up or go back to books but i think so with these particular like ceo books for instance they just remind me of the struggle of entrepreneurs and that it's part of the the process and part of growing a business and part of trying to make something of yourself and it's like it's totally natural it's normal you know we only ever see the tip of the iceberg but listening to these stories it's not even about the inspiration part it's like i want to 
is to remind me of the struggle and the mental struggle that people go through. And like, you know, people are at breaking point and the books probably don't even emphasize it enough. But I just, you know, I think sometimes I think, oh, I can, I can imagine me in their, their shoes. And it's like, that's not a nice place to be. But again, it's part and parcel of trying to do something great and grow something that's bigger than you. So, yeah, I guess a short answer there. But uh, yeah, that's what I, I listen to these books for, to be honest. Yeah, it's a good, good, great question. But um, but yeah, hope you guys uh, had fun during this episode. About books, yeah, it's been good. It's nice, it's nice to talk about books. I love, I love books. I was talking to uh, to Abdul earlier on Abdul Shakur, and we were actually saying about how do you guys like going into bookstores and just like looking at what's on the shelves? <laughs> and there's a massive Waterstones in Pall Mall in London uh, near Piccadilly Circus, and there's like a whole floor dedicated to like business self-help self-development books and i could just sit there all day yeah. and just like browse through them and and just sort of and just have a look have a look i love the smell of it as well yeah like, the fresh yeah. book smell <laughs> yeah that's why i like reading an actual book like, i love yeah, all the yeah, book, yeah. but i love just actually physically yeah. picking up a book as well yeah same cool cool guys well um thanks for listening to this week's episode i'm sure you'll uh join us next week for another episode Thank you for tuning in to the official OnlyCans podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. But before you go, we wanted to ask you a little favour. If you could hit the follow button or rate us five stars on whatever platform you're on that gives you notifications or you can give us a review, that would be absolutely awesome. Now, we'll see you very soon with another episode of the official OnlyCans podcast. See you later. Cheers. <laughs>